Welcome to Benefits, What Like It's Hard? The podcast that breaks down the truths and misconceptions about all things benefits. Not only do we talk about what you should know about the benefits offered to you through your employer, but we also tackle topics on physical and financial wellness. I mean, come on, what more could you want from a podcast? Join me, Libby Allison, each week to hear from people just like you sharing their own experiences and experts giving us the inside scoop on the information we need to be successful. Hi, good morning, everyone. Raquel Keen, Health Management Director. Today, we have a really exciting topic focused on a State of the Union address, frankly. Um, this is going to be specifically around mental health and what we're seeing in that landscape. And I've brought none other than an expert in this field, Sherry Goldsmith. She has a company that focuses specifically on workplace resiliency, and she helps organizations um, redefine what that looks like in the workplace from a culture standpoint, from helping employees um, bring their best selves to work. And she also is a licensed mental health therapist as well. So Sherry, so good to have you with us. Um, We actually spoke, I would say maybe a year and a half ago at this point when COVID was on the rise and we were all shuffling around trying to figure out how to deal with it and so you came and spoke to us about resiliency then um so thank you so much for being with us i am so happy to be here today and share what i can to help organizations support their people better so they can be more productive and do their best work absolutely you know this is a topic i i speak very candidly on i think we have all collectively been through some sort of trauma um, with COVID. And I know that today's focus is really with the understanding that we're in this new chapter. And as part of that, we wanna talk about what has changed as we're getting into this new normal. And Mm -hmm. in terms of what has changed, I wanna get your experience and expertise and, and, and pulse on what you think right now is very prominent in the workplace in terms of what are people dealing with? What are you Mm -hmm. seeing? And what are some of the topics that you're hearing over and over again that people are really struggling with? Well, I'm glad you're asking me that, Raquel. Um, What I'm seeing is an overload of depression, anxiety, and stress that's out there. And some of you might be sitting back going, wait, you know, things are better now. You know, there's less COVID out there. We're we're out there traveling and, and we're over the hump. But there's a lot still going on. There's... Um, people struggling because they might not have childcare. You know, uh, Raquel, I think like 20 to 25% of childcare facilities have closed. Imagine the stress of working moms. And there's anxiety out there just from the last two years in depression. People have been isolated and it's all been a buildup and dealing with the fear of COVID daily has caused some anxiety disorders, um, some depression with isolating. And also there's people that we can't forget, Raquel, 
that are grieving. They have lost someone. Um, Raquel, my daughter-in-law lost her father last week from COVID. He was vaccinated. He was boosted. But, you know, we don't always know why we lose some people to this and then others do just fine with it. So it's still happening. And we can't forget about the long COVID people that had COVID. Most of us are, are very lucky to, you know, have it mild if we get it. But there's people struggling with long COVID. I know a number of people. And people struggling with long COVID have a lot of mental health issues. Depression and anxiety is what they're seeing. And um, financial uh, difficulties a lot of people are struggling with. Um, relationships have been fractured from the time that we spent at home and all the other stressors in life. Let's not forget, you know, the war, what's going on in the, in the world. And last but not least, Raquel, we're going back to work, which is a good thing, right? Yeah, I think, I, you know, it, it is an interesting time as it relates to going back to work, because I think there's a part of the workforce that is excited. You know, they right. have more of that optimistic view of getting back to the new normal being their coworkers, being in person, and what relief that brings from the standpoint of just getting to go to an office or a work location outside of your home, right. which is right. a very refreshing outlook. I think right. there's the other side of people's viewpoints that have gotten very comfortable and accustomed yes. to being at home. Yes. And certainly there are some true perks to, to being at home that I think when we think about going back into the office or the workplace, people are resistant to that because they exactly. feel that they're losing um, those privileges that they had. Right. And, and what I want to remind everyone is the psychology behind this when we have a big change again. So when you are changing something, our brains play tricks on us. And we believe what we're losing is worth more than what what this new normal is going to be. No matter what it is, we feel what we have is more valuable than what we're going to get. So I have dealt with a lot of people that are really struggling with going back to work, feeling a lot of anxiety and stress about it. And when you go through change, any change, that's normal. It is normal to feel uncomfortable with it until you go through the whole change process and get to the point where you accept this new normal. And, you know, I did the same thing. I actually work um, at an organization as their mental health therapist in a company and uh, I had to go back to work. I've been doing virtual therapy for four or two years. And I had to go back on site. And I really struggled with it. It's crazy. I wanted to go, but I had my routine, right? right. 
you know? Yes. Now I had to get in the car and drive all that way. And so it was hard. And for me, even me who understands and likes change, it was hard. So we have all these things going on right now. And what has happened, Raquel, is there the the um, mental health therapy access is not good. There are waiting lists months long because of what's happening right now. So it's like the perfect storm. Yeah, I think that brings up a really important point is understanding, you know, as a workplace, what people are coming in the door with and what they're mm-hmm. challenged by um, that, you know, comes with them to work. Right. And so that's mm-hmm. a reality. And I think we've we've talked through a lot of that from both the mental state and um, the physical state, potentially with COVID long, the financial state relationships being fractured, all of the things people are walking in the door with. And then on top of that, having challenges with access to mental health, as you mentioned, it's very hard sometimes to get in. You Mm -hmm. were talking to me before we started that you're getting flooded with emails, you know, invitations just for job inquiries, wanting to get you hired on because there's such a demand. So where do you think employers can be empowered um, with this issue? And what are some things like if as the expert, what would you tell them they should consider to help combat some of the challenges that we're seeing in you know the external environment and then what what people are coming in the door with from at home? I think and we've been saying this a long time, but it's even more important now that employers, leaders of organizations have to normalize access to mental health. They have to see it as just part of going to and taking care of your physical health. This is no different. And they need to not only talk the talk, but they need to walk the walk in everything they do. It has to be embedded in the organization. It has to be part of the culture that that leaders are aware that people are struggling and they're having those hard conversations with their people to see how they're doing instead of shoving, pushing more work on them. Yeah, I I definitely have seen more of our clients lean in when it comes to wanting to develop mental health strategies. I have one client that's creating a mission, a vision, even a mascot or a logo that represents the mental health focus. And anytime you see that, know that this is our intention behind what we're doing. Um, I see a lot coming into May with Mental Health Awareness Month, whether it's having a panel discussion, broadcasting, Mm -hmm. these types of podcasts for leaders to develop a plan and strategy because it isn't something that's going away. Is this what I'm hearing you say? It isn't something that um, leaders can't just kind of shove in the corner and just pretend it doesn't exist because this is the reality. And especially with thinking about how do we overcome 
the hardships that we've all been dealing with, we have to tackle it head on as an organization and that we care about you. We're here for you. Right. Message is so important. Um, so lastly, Sherry, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about some of the work you do, because you could absolutely um, bring your expertise into the workplace to help employers thrive. So I'd love for you just to spend a minute just talking about um, some of the offerings that you have available. Okay, so my company's workplace resilience, and I help organizations through change, and that is accepting change and the process it takes to get there and building resilience. So I do a lot of resilience training in helping um, employees become more agile, flexible, and understand themselves better and what might be holding them back from moving forward. And I do that in a variety of ways. I I do something called these 20-minute tune-ups where I teach you an exercise, some sort of tool that you can apply and put into action that helps you become more resilient and deal with everyday stress. We hear the word stress every every two minutes, but we're all feeling it. And so it's a matter of learning these tools and exercises that you can put into action and um, use every day of your life so you become more healthy. So that's really, in a nutshell, what I do and help in leaders become better, more resilient leaders so they can pass it down to their workers. It's such important work because it's not a matter, resiliency is not a matter of um, not acknowledging that we're going through tough things. It's being flexible and being able to bounce back in the midst of adversity. So it's exactly what is needed in the workplace because it focuses on skill-based learning that help us um, rewire our, our brains and, and how we show up and how we act in a way that's supporting um, mm -hmm. the ultimate outcome that we're wanting to achieve. So I think that's what it's all about, Sherry. And I thank you so much for being on our podcast today to talk to us about what you're seeing um, the mm -hmm. importance of leaders to promote the mental health offerings, to destigmatize de it and then to offer these types of workshops and trainings so that we are pulling through that knowledge and that uh, conversation in a very meaningful way. Um, so thank you again for, for your time this morning. Oh, you're so very welcome. Also, you can find more educational resources available on our Twitter and Instagram. So be sure to follow us at Haran1948 and if you could subscribe to our podcast, we would love that also, and you'll get notified whenever we have new episodes. Thanks for listening. See you next time.